Hello, everybody. This is the fourth podcast in our series detailing the 2020 Finance and Operations Report, and we are going to talk about membership today. I double-checked this statistic with Phil and Derek before we started, but 100% of clubs have members. (laughs) Big news. Given that, given that, you know, we know that members are their lifeblood of any club. So we're really excited to be tapping into expert, their expertise today. GGA, GGA partners, Derek Johnston and RSM's Phil Newman. So thank you, gentlemen, for joining us again to talk about that which all clubs have, members. So Derek, so- I have to go first here before you even start with a question, <laughs> Melissa, because I need to take umbrage on behalf of my Canadian um, colleague here, Mr. Johnston. I'm shocked and horrified, and I'm going to be calling Jeff Morgan as soon as we're done here. It doesn't tell me how many Canadian members um, people have at their club, Derek. How, how can you possibly plan how much poutine to have in your dining room if you don't know that number? Alex, you know, there's, there's a, um, what are they, discrimination policies in place in most clubs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not allowed to think about your data that way, Phil. No. Okay. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Melissa, go ahead. What's your question? Well, Phil, you know, what, um, aside from that statistic, what jumps out in the membership section? What what statistics really um, do you think that folks should be looking at? Yeah, no, in all seriousness, guys, you know, again, as we said before, lots and lots of data. And um, while the infographics report, you know, some of the stuff like attrition rate, membership dues percentages, I like, and and I'm just going to go ahead and give the quote of the pages, pages 41 and 42 of this report um, really, to me, give you some of the best uh, information that I would want. Um, You know, things like obviously the breakdown, the types of memberships that are offered, things like that. Um, But also they get into, you know, the age buckets of the membership, uh, wait lists, things like that. And you know, I always think if, if you don't really have a good understanding of, of the uh, certain things like the age of your membership and specifically how that aligns then with committee structures and board structures, um, well, then you could end up with a whole bunch of people making decisions that are actually in the minority. Uh, if you look at your overall club uh, percentage from an age perspective, um, uh, et cetera, you know, so so I think that is something that I would look at. Um, if I was, you know, looking at this uh, as a club operator, um, the other thing again that goes hand in hand with that uh, are the amenity offerings that I think falls under that, uh, you know, that that bucket. Um, again, as, as if you haven't figured out by now, I serve a lot of Florida clubs. Um, pickleball, <laughs> pickleball. I didn't know what pickleball was, um, but uh, the World Pickleball Championships I think are in Naples every year now, um, and and it's it's incredible. And that is something, in all seriousness, uh, and you can look at, again, look at those Sierra clubs, which as we talked about in earlier podcasts, tend to be some of those Sunbelt, you know, uh, retirement community type type clubs. Um, You know, 78% of the clubs in those communities have got pickleball versus I think it's like 47% on the club-wide scale. So, you know, you know, again, if you're a manager looking to move from one type of club or club area to another, you need to know these statistics and get get familiar with them. Um, but then also lining up the ages. You know, and it, you know, average age I think was 58. You go to the series, it's 67. 
Okay, so again, pickleball I think is easier as you get older to play and things like that. Um, and so understanding and how those things all come together, and you know, none of that's got anything to do with my skill set, which is accounting. But it's 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 really interesting, and that's that's the data that drives the financial data down down the line. So so from a membership perspective, um, you know, that, those are the things, uh, Melissa, that that I really find very interesting uh, in addition to the traditional metrics that are, that are in there as well hey hey Phil I um, one of our, our partner in uh, in our Dublin office um, I was on a call with him and something that caught my caught my attention was the fact that pickleball was making its way to Ireland and now I think I know that you might have had something to do with that uh, it's I, I can neither can either confirm nor deny mr. Johnson <laughs> Uh, no, I, 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 I'm with you in terms of uh, these pages being incredibly valuable, the 41, 42. Um, and it, one of the things that, that's, that's nice is that the, the metrics, you know, who knows what's going to transpire in the next few years with membership metrics and, and how the, the stats will actually change, the actual data will change from this 2018-2019 report. But the things that are important to track um, don't change. Um, and when you think about member attrition rate, um, that's something I'm, I'm quite curious um, to see how how it will play out in the next few years. Um, and that's also something that you know, if you're if you're tracking it, when you look at this report, you almost have end up with um, with goalposts on either end. You know, you can use the filtering mechanisms um, like we probably talked about in some of the other um, podcasts um, to align your club with clubs that are as similar as possible to yours. Um, but when you look at the, the data points, it almost gives you a nice little goalpost as to what you know most clubs in your segment are, are experiencing. Um, you, you, know, you may be at the high end, you may be at the low end, you may be right in the middle, um, but it certainly gives you almost, when you're thinking about um, projecting a financial performance for your club over the next few years, um, it's, you know, the membership numbers are such a, key driver of financial outcome, right? If you lose a significant number of members or gain a significant number of members, it can it can mean, depending on the club, it can mean significant swings in financial performance. Um, so when you're sensitizing those projections, you know, member attrition is an interesting one to, to play with. And oftentimes, you know, when you look at reports like this, it can give you an idea of what those goalposts might be from a sensitivity analysis perspective. So you know, I know everybody across the country um, around the world are, are having conversations in their boardrooms about what the future is going to look like. Um, you know, and, and one of the focal points is always in, in their membership. You know, what is the future going to look like? What do we do from a, a pricing perspective? What do we do um, from a membership category perspective and the like? Um, and, you know, sometimes these, these reports can really help, you know, sensitize um, projections anyway. So, Phil, what guidance would you share with um, our listeners about how to put the membership statistic to to use? You know, how how to bring those to life in the boardroom, or or what what to focus on and and what not to focus on? Yeah, Melissa. Again, I I think the more in you know, and I know GGA does tremendous work in in this field. Um, you know, really trying to gather as you know, it's the old. You know, really knowing your customer, so to speak, and I hate to use the word customer in terms of members, but you know, to some degree, we have to look at it like that. Um, and and we all acknowledge that 
you know, in the world today, the level of, you know, it's all, you know, CRM platforms and things like that, right? So the more information you, you can gather on, you know, what your members or your customers, um, you know, what are their preferences? What do they want to do? What do they not want to do? Some of that we can capture and we have captured in this F&O report. Other things are kind of beyond, beyond the scope of that. But generally speaking, I think, you know, and I, I think, Derek, I've seen your guys work in this regard, you know, building out a, a sort of a member template of, um, you know, what's the data you want to know um, about this member and then how that moves over time with regards to, you know, where are they spending the money? Why are they, probably more importantly, why are they not using the club, right? Because those are the members that wake up one day, see the bill annually or monthly and say, I haven't been there in, you know, in, in so many months. So what outreach did you do in that in that time frame to lure them lure them to kind of in and that 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 goes a little bit beyond what we're talking about here but but what you've got is the core parts of that in the fno report with again you know uh, age and you know type of membership and things like that um so i you know again i like we said in some of the other uh the other podcasts it's you know agreeing strategically um, before you get down into the into the details of the numbers agreeing strategically about what are the things that you believe you need to measure and track on a monthly or more frequently basis um, about your membership um, you know that that and embed that into your reporting um, because Melissa you know also you said it at the start right you know we've all got members and um, I forget who said this Derek but it's an it goes back a long way to show me the member that pays their dues at the beginning of the year and never uses the club and you've shown me the perfect member <laughs> that, that, that's been out there and and it is a perfect member until they realize they haven't visited the club in a year so um so just you know i would i would you know respectfully suggest that the listeners kind of focus on some of those things yeah i agreed phil um and i think there's the fno report to, to your point we're probably touching on things that are maybe outside of scope a little bit but it sets it up really well um, as a jumping off point almost um, for membership metrics and, and analysis. Um, and when you look at the membership counts, you know, something that caught my eye, you look down and you've got full family membership and, you know, that's that's the, the bulk of the members in every club. Um, but as a percentage of total member count, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not as high as some might think it is, meaning there's a lot of other membership categories um, and obviously all clubs are, are different. Um, but something that, that's been interesting to see um, over the years is how that, I don't know, we, we've started calling it almost membership efficiency. Um, you know, how many different categories do you have to get to your total dues number? And what's your full membership equivalent? I'd say full membership equivalents are a really important metric um, from a membership perspective. Um, and it's a great, great thing to trend over time for sure. I, I imagine, Phil, in your work with the Metrics Task Force, I think that's probably come up. Um, I'd be surprised. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I'd say that's a really interesting one. And then monitoring just some other, I guess, other metrics. Food for thought would be to monitor the the membership churn, membership membership churn, membership life cycle. So how long the the typical member that leaves the club? How long were they a member? And then the typical the members that are at your club right now. How long have they been members? Um, and you know, we're we're starting to get dangerously close to. <laughs> predictive analytics, um, which you know, seems really complicated, but in the membership realm, it's pro membership probably the closest the club industry is getting to predictive analytics and using predictive analytics and using historic data to start to predict some outcomes. 
I mean, one of the, the biggest ones, Phil, you touched on with you know, in the demographic field. It's like, okay, well, what's the average age? At what age do our members typically resign? Um, and how many members are approaching that resignation date? And you know, there's you touched on as well, utilization. Utilization is a really important one to, to layer in there. You know, are, are our members using the club or not? Um, and what are the key key data points that are indicative of a member resigning? Um, and let's face it, I mean, I've also heard sometimes one of the most important things to do is to make sure that there is a healthy, steady outflow of members as well, because you, you know, new members coming in and having that member turnover ultimately helps create some cash flow, right? And support capital and the like. So, you know, it's it's rare where you see a club that has, you know, one or 2% attrition rate and struggles to, you know, sustain enough incoming capital from new membership sales for, for capital, but it happens. Um, so there's, there, there's definitely a healthy balance in terms of membership turnover, but, um, yeah, I'd say this would be the most exciting um, area from my perspective in terms of analysis and analytics. Um, it, it probably has the greatest opportunity to start helping clubs, you know, predict future outcomes, um, which is kind of neat. I love that. I think there's a lot of possibility there. And definitely probably another podcast in there on predictive analytics. <laughs> Derek's excited about that, so you might Absolutely. want to <laughs> Okay, we know now Phil loves capital, Derek loves membership. We've got this down. Yes. Right, I'm, so I'm going to call Jeff Morgan, as I promised, right now. Absolutely. I'll give you a cell phone number. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give that out later. Um, well, thanks, guys. I think that, that wraps us this week for membership, and we'll be back next week to talk about personnel, our final and last podcast. So appreciate your time today. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it.